Welcome to this week's episode of Shave a Nerd. That name comes yet again from CrossFit Adelphos, who won last week Mm -hmm. with Suck Armin's Nipples. Yes. And has won again this week with Shave a Nerd. Yes. Quote, time to put Brent Fakowski and the sound boy on notice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not wrong, CrossFit Adelphos. Two nerds of very differing fitness levels, Brent Fakowski and Soundboy. Soundboy not with us again today. He is in uh, Los Angeles, I believe. Um, I think they have the same melanin content, though. Yes. Oh, yes. Pale. Mm-hmm. And probably both have very tiny nipples. So yeah. um, Damn near translucent. Those yes. like white guy tiny nipples. They're yes. like well-proportioned to their bodies. Mm-hmm. What Who a bunch wants of assholes. It? Exactly. I Who prefer my, my nipples to take up four to eight percent <laughs> of my body, <laughs> body skin, uh, skin area. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, really killing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to point the microphone at her. You know, the mics don't pick up Loki licking water. Loki! Yeah. <laughs> Did they pick they that up? Pick that up. I think they might pick that up. Oh, God damn it. Uh-oh. It's just a package. Rig. I have to sign for it. So, um, just in case we leave this part in, I'll just narrate. Armin's going to the door. God. Sonny is so loud. <laughs> Sonny and Loki. Oh, but they're disappointed that no new humans are coming in. It's only Armin and a package. So just to let everyone in on what's going on, obviously this is one of the many uh, pitfalls of recording in a kitchen versus in a studio. Uh, is uh, We just had a package delivered. The dogs let us know that that was happening. Armin signed Thank for God. Armin's putting his headphones back on, and... We're back. And we're back. Wow. Armin, mm-hmm. leave all of that in. We might need to. Why not? Yeah. Fuck it. Did yeah. you guys talk while I was gone? We narrated uh, it. Oh, mm-hmm. that's good. Okay. Yeah. Well, cool. So, um, this is <laughs> this is nice. We're really starting off Shave a Nerd this week with, uh, with, <laughs> with a, a kick and a bang yes. and a couple barks. And speaking of shaving a nerd, uh, you were looking very trim on both sides of your dick. On both sides of your head, Armin. <laughs> Uh, Armin is continuing to maintain the mullet with yeah. regularity. Do you go to a place and have them trim the sides? I or do. do you, or just do them yourself? Okay. Yeah. By, by the way, I am wondering, is the reason you're able to pull off the mullet in this day and age by adding in the hipster side shave to it? Because the hipster side shave mm. really isn't part of the classic 80s, early 90s mullet. Correct. There, there's, there's a couple things here. You're right. Um, Cliff, if I had gone full 80s, mm. Uh, I would have a much more feathered mullet, mm-hmm. uh, much more Stranger Things-esque yeah. mullet, which is a mullet that I respect, a mullet that I've got a lot of love for, yeah, yeah. but it wouldn't work wi- quite well for me. That being said, I think he is still uh, 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 he's still doing uh, a, a type of mullet from that period, the more kind of... Uh, like middle school bully side shaved, hmm. like, like stripes Bingo. on the si- stripes on the side, which you had okay, stripes okay. on the side I last did. time. Mullet, which I'm remembering movies like uh, Night of the Demons, where I think one of the like the like kind of the redneck bully guy with the muscle car has like his, the sides of his head shaved and stripes on one side. For those of you who have seen Night of the Demons, yeah, you know, so it's a legit. Uh, Not even one or of that two. Period. Uh, that was one, I think, that had the, the, the guy with hmm. the mullet. I mean, I even have the hipster bully muscle car in, in the form of my Indeed. Golf R. In the form of your tiny German hatchback? My tiny German hatchback. Yeah, yeah. I don't think, hatch, yeah, I don't think so. If, if it's not American, it doesn't count doesn't as a count. muscle car there. Yes. Yeah, it's a muscle car. Yes. Uh, yeah, so I do go to a barber. 
uh, a hairdresser actually. It's this, yeah, this very sense. talented woman named Kate. Mm-hmm. Not my Katie, but yes. an, another woman named Kate. There are other people mm-hmm. with that same name. Um, and she actually uh, she pointed out something to me on my own head that uh, showed me that paying her to cut my hair is much better than just like myself mm-hmm. trying to trying to get this right. The fact and that you that have a weird lumpy head. I have a very weird lumpy head, but I didn't need her to point that out. What you may be able to see here, mm-hmm. and I'll describe this, is it's kind of like a fade, right? Mm-hmm. It starts like buzzed up into out of the uh, out of my mutton chop sideburn area. Mm-hmm. The sort of crown of my head mm. is all hand cut, oh. and so the fade there is purposeful and and deliberate, mm-hmm. as opposed to just a hard line yes. where the uh, where the the clippers would would end. Yes. That's true. That way, it still looks acceptable, even if your long hairs on top aren't flopping over the uh, transition area. That's areas. right. I get it. That's I right. It. It's uh-huh. a it's a very curated look. It's a yes. very deliberate look. How frequently are you going to see this person? Because I feel like you've had you've maintained your mullet like six times in the last six weeks like correct you go every week i do not no i go uh so i go for a cleanup every month Mm -hmm. and then a cut every other month Uh so basically every three to five weeks i'm going in crazy yeah cleanup Mm. is just to like get the get the proportions back because again i have an oddly shaped head and uh-huh. one of the biggest problems that are nipples into, let's not forget about I've, nipples i've well i wouldn't say they're oddly shaped they're just Dis- disproportional they're just there yes there you go uh so you know i have an oddly shaped head mm-hmm. and that's another thing that i i learned is that i need a haircut mm-hmm. that that tapers my head into a block shape yes i need to be in a rectangular shape uh-huh. if my head if my head has hair on the sides, uh, like my flyaways, mm-hmm. uh, when I had my bun, was a huge problem because it made my head look like an upside down pear, and that's not a good look. Yes, it's not now it looks like a pear that's right side up. Correct. Now yes. my face looks like a normal face, which is giant jaw, yes. tiny, deep set eyes yes. that are way too close together, mm-hmm. framed around a big broken nose. Yes, is your nose <laughs> broken? <laughs> I think I broke my nose a bunch of times as a kid. Yeah. Usually oh. doing things that like other more athletic kids wouldn't have broken their nose doing. <laughs> like I broke my nose twice skateboarding. Swimming. <laughs> 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 well, I broke my nose twice skateboarding, and people are like, "Oh, that's pretty common." Playing people break hunt. People break. <laughs> people break limbs and noses skateboarding all the time. Except I was sitting on the skateboard, not uh-huh. actually riding it like an adult or uh-huh. an actual child who could. And I also once broke my nose uh, catching. Um, I was trying to catch. A fly ball mm-hmm. and it mm-hmm. wasn't one of those situations where i missed mm-hmm. and like i had the glove in front of my face i was trying to catch it like underhand uh-huh. and it bounced out of my <laughs> mitt into my face that's nice and so, how hard did the rest of the kids laugh when that happened i've i, I mean listen i don't really remember but my <laughs> guess is i don't remember much after that <laughs> my guess is they laughed really fucking the important hard. thing is is did you catch it i mean my face caught it does that count yeah, yeah. i don't know that counts sick but yeah, that's uh, that's the brief history of Armin's nose. Yeah, I remember. Um, I remember one. I have one childhood sports-related memory that involves. So I remember it was field primary school. It was field day. Ah, field day. Remember? Do you guys have field day? Anyway, so it's miserable. Field day. So field day. Uh, all like the, you're going around to different circuits, and again, you're young, so you're thinking to yourself. Maybe I am a great athlete. It, like we've yet to really start to stratify. Right, those doors haven't mm. closed yeah, yet. See, exactly, the doors <laughs> have not closed yet, so you don't know. And it's funny because it wasn't a running a race or anything like that. It was, 
uh, it was the like one of the events that we went around to was literally just throwing a softball. That is the most common field yes. day ball, uh, mm. event. Yes, yeah. I was throwing a softball just like uh, just like the CrossFit Games had as an event uh, one year, just to keep it all tied into the <laughs> central theme of this podcast. And I recall watching the kid, like two guys, go in front of me, and then like one of them was like my good buddy, and like he got in front of me, and they would throw the ball and relative to my tiny uh, second grade form uh, like our body it appeared to just arc through the air and land very far away somewhere in the field and it was my turn and I was like I can't wait to throw my ball I'm going to throw it as hard as I can to really try and do my best and I remember throwing it as hard as I can and it wasn't even like a bad throw like I botched it and like threw it into the dirt or anything like that I just really gave it my all and it just appeared to like arc about six feet in front of my face, which was all the power I had immediately just stop and just drop into the dirt in front of me. And everyone laughed. And it's those important moments Mm -hmm. that just set me on a path in my life where I'm like, I guess this door is closed to me forever after that. That that does remind me of a similar, uh, more, not, individually embarrassing but collectively embarrassing situation that occurred where in seventh grade athletics which uh, was just a what not PE but like the kids who are trying to be in other sports I was trying to be in football or whatever but just for the general uh, I don't know the general like tests of fitness that were done uh, early on in the year all the kids got out onto the field boys and girls to do several fun fitness activities and stuff and one of them was throwing a shot put Oddly enough, oh, we, had a, we had a fairly, uh, was, I don't know how much it actually weighed with regulation weight, but it felt heavy mm-hmm. and everyone got to throw the shot put, all the boys and all the girls. And, you know, in seventh grade, the differentiation in <laughs> size and strength between <laughs> boys and girls hasn't really manifested itself. The balls yet. have not dropped. The balls have not dropped and the girls are often bigger than the boys. And sure enough, the person out of we're talking about a large group, at least 50 kids in total. The person who threw the shot put the farthest was a girl. Wow. And uh, because <laughs> and of that, you were in this class. Yes. Oh, yes, I was in that class. First of all, I was the least athletically gifted kid you could possibly imagine. I was the worst marshmallow on the football mm-hmm. field. I accomplished nothing. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yes, so the coach, I think the coach made all the boys do push-ups because the... Uh, <laughs> the, the that per- shit would not the fly these days. <laughs> I know. It would not it's, fly these days. It's very no see these days. Like, you, there's no way you could punish a group of boys for being beat by a girl. Uh, yes, but you should. <laughs> you really should. <laughs> they should step it up. Here's how bad I was athletically, just to give you an indication, at least in sports skills-wise. In baseball, I played baseball for a year. I never yet figured out how to catch a ball in a glove mm-hmm. and actually close the glove around a ball and catch it, such that I was in right field, of course, most of the time. And, you know, a fly ball would come up, and I wasn't in a situation where I tried to catch and it bounced in my face, and that was embarrassing. It's no, it's like fly ball would come up, and it's like, oh, it's going to land over there, and I'll pick it up. You know how Little League works, right? <laughs> right field is the nicest kid on the team. Uh-huh. Left field is the slowest kid on the team. <laughs> so oh. I God played left boss. field. Oh, there you I'm go. glad to know that you played right field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cliff Bogart, you big teddy bear, nicest kid on the team. <laughs> but also, I got to play catcher once. Just because I think they were short on people and trying to give everyone a chance at various positions. Biggest person. Yeah. <laughs> but here's the thing I was so bad at catching a ball. I remember this. I only played catcher for one game or even maybe part of one game. I was not able to catch a ball once. <laughs> what always happens is the ball either hit my body or hit my glove, fell on the ground, <laughs> and I picked it up. Just no, at no point did I actually Very good at picking catch stuff up. the ball. 
So that, that was just and uh, oh basketball like took multiple shots at the other team's basket. Yep. Uh, that happened more than at it our still own happens basket, probably. in the NBA Finals. I, I, I don't really worry yeah. about too much. I can't relate to any of these. Of course stories. you cannot. Yeah, of course you, you cannot. You fucking. Uh-huh. Chase, yeah, tell me about Chase was the kid who was who was out throwing us and uh, on the thing. But that's the thing is that uh, you learn those lessons very early on, and then you just do everything you can after that point to avoid those embarrassing situations. So if there was ever a situation like, hey, we're all going to go out and play soccer on the field out, you know, or like do foot races, I was the kid from that point on. It was just like. Nah, I'll be here. No, I'm good. I'm, I'm gonna sit on this this swing and think about my thoughts because it's like <laughs> I'm gonna do anything I can to avoid feeling that feeling ever again. But I, ama- so yeah, so that's why interesting. Just to tie it back in, why discovering CrossFit was so interesting because it was like I had just like sworn off on a very deep level ever doing anything physical again until I started doing CrossFit, and then it was just like, hey. I can pick stuff up and run around and stuff. I have a body and I can use it. Like even playing field. Yes. If I just try hard enough, exactly. I can be in better shape than these. Exactly. But it's um, amazing how long that sh- that mindset carries on, how far it carries on into adulthood. Mm-hmm. Because uh, uh, remember Flo? Remember working there? <laughs> I don't know. It's a distant memory. But uh, for you guys. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> but uh, for... It's uh, feeling more and more like a distant memory to me, too. It's yeah. Like but kind of uh, a ghost town over there. But occasionally we'd have an off-site meeting with the whole team going to some strange place. And I think we went to the Stunt Ranch or something. I like remember that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was like a year and a half ago. Exactly. Yeah. exactly. It and feels it, like a lifetime ago. Yes. <laughs> and there's all sorts of fun activities to do that involve doing physical <laughs> so things. So still sat on the swings. <laughs> Exactly. Yes. Well, that, there were two actually. clear <laughs> groups of people because at Flow there are two groups of people really. They're former athletes, usually Which college is the athletes, most of them. who uh, then get employed there after college because athletes can't get jobs relating to their sport in life, so they get jobs there. And then uh, the the other group of people is people who weren't that. So say all <laughs> people of the, who like built the website exactly, and all made pe- videos, uh huh, all the video production people, and we all just kind of sat in the shade and we're all kind of sad and bored for a while yeah, watching like, do all. You want another Dr. Pepper? I'll take another Dr. Yeah, Pepper. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. That was, and that really was, and it's funny how much that those the, that those memories, even when we went to Stunt Ranch, came back because it was like like half of the company, and these are our friends. Was when we went to the Stunt Ranch, we're super stoked. Look, they have everything. They have we can go play volleyball over here. We can go do paintball over here. We can go whatever. And like the rest of us, just literally, it was hot, <coughs> and we just sat under a gazebo we're and like, just like drank Lacroix and just be like, "What the fuck is this? What's the minimum amount of time we have to spend here before leaving?" Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And, yeah. Uh, I was I was joking when I said I couldn't relate oh, because really? honestly, no. anytime we had like field day or recess, I was always playing. Magic cards. There you, oh, go, yeah, there you go. There you go. Because I'm good at sports doesn't mean that I like yes. doing them. Oh, I hate. Fuck. I hated sweating. Yes, dude. You true. just mentioned magic cards, and I I had a dream. <laughs> had a dream. <laughs> I had a dream. Magic cards. <laughs> About no magic way. cards. I had a dream that someone, like, gave me, a collection of old old magic cards. Uh huh. And that I like rebuilt all the old decks that I was playing, uh-huh. and and started beating Chase. I think <laughs> was the dream. That is not a dream. That is a vision. <laughs> I, I don't I, listen, man. I'm fucking 
down. I, uh, I love too. trading card games. I, I'm a big fan. See, that needs to be when you guys run out of Kanye albums to review. That's where you. That's <laughs> where you. That's decks. where you pivot. Is <laughs> hey, everybody! Magic welcome card. to this episode of Magic Card under uh, review. I never played. I, I never <laughs> played Magic. That's never. I, I cannot relate. I, I never played Magic at any In point. In the Black Lotus is a legendary card. Have you seen that? Uh, have you seen that video of the guy who, like, live on camera, discovers the Black Lotus in the deck? Uh, there's like some. It was this YouTube video, and I don't know anything about Magic cards, but I know because of this video, that, like, the rarest of rare cards that's like worth a whole bunch of money as a result is this like Black Lotus card. Yeah. Um, and so uh, there's this like, and so there's this whole thing. There's a video where like this guy clearly, as like a regular th- video, would order like decks or like old decks yeah, of Magic cards, stuff packs, open them live on camera. You know, like take the deck, open it up, like then individually turn over the cards and uh, explain. Oh, look, I got a this, I got a that, or whatever. And uh, so he would just turn them over, and he's like, "All right, so we got a this. It's looking pretty good. We got a this. It's just a shot of his hands. We got a this. Okay, we are down to the last three. Or like, this is when the big hot, like the the powerful cards come in. Okay, so we got a this. All right, uh, such and such. And he talks about it for a while, and then we got a this, and then down, it's down to the last card. He says, "Okay, last card. Maybe it'll be a black lotus." And he turns it over, and it is a black Holy lotus shit. card. And there's just this long silence. It's like, it's black lotus. It's black lotus. I got it. I got the black lotus. And it's just like and it's just like I and I never heard. I never played badger, so I don't know what any of this is about. But like he just just that the the excitement of this man will you cannot help but feel, get to feel this. The, you 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 it's can't feel it. It's infectious. Exactly. Now it's so you know so allow me to to educate you on the black lotus yeah. and i'm i promise i'll find a way to bring this around full circle mm-hmm. i i don't know exactly how i'm going to connect this back to crossfit but i will the black lotus card is a very powerful card that was made early on in mm-hmm. magic the gathering and it became ubiquitous across all competitive decks because mm-hmm. it was so powerful and it was so globally useful mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. because of that the Magic the Gathering had to completely change the entire competition format. Uh. So they started uh, creating seasons. You know, the top competitions would only allow you to use cards that had been released within the past, like, two years or whatever. Yeah, I think it was called, like, Standard or something. Right, so they had, like, a standard Mm -hmm. set of cards, and then they had, you know, the set of cards that that weren't standard, and most competitions, the top competitions, required the standard set of cards. Mm -hmm. So that was their way of, like, oh, this card still has value, but we can't mm-hmm. allow it to be like forever and ever defining mm-hmm. the meta of this card game. Mm-hmm. Long history of them making OP cards oh, and yeah. then having mm-hmm. to go back and change the rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they kind of, they, they kind of, and, and that, that's a, that is a model that has been used in trading card games since then. Like a lot of competitions that have completely new yeah. elements constantly thrown in, they use this way of like, okay, this is the standard set of rules so that people who are coming in, they don't have to learn everything or, you know, like it's also a way of making sure that it's, it's a easy barrier of entry. If someone wants to start mm-hmm. being competitive at magic, they don't have to spend like 25 grand to buy yeah, a yeah. black Lotus cause they don't make them anymore. But you should. Yeah. But you should. <laughs> well, that's the thing. The is apparently they said this. Like, I actually watched like a 30 minute um, little, I think it was a vice documentary that someone I know had made where they were explaining that like, 
how the game is organized as like now like all so it's like it's all it's like there's like a continuity to it so that old thing cards are still playable in new things and they've maintained that thing through it. anyway but as a result even though they don't make these old cards but they're still playable in the official rules of the game that like black lotus cards and these old decks are like like worth like uh like like thousands and thousands mm-hmm. and thousands of dollars because people want them to buy them to use them yeah. etc so because there's still some tournaments where you know it's like any card goes type mm-hmm. thing yeah um but in we see that some somewhat kind of happening year to year in mm-hmm. the CrossFit games, mm-hmm. right? We see people bringing it back, bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Here's mm-hmm. here's how I'm gonna I'm gonna connect these things together. We see this happening in the CrossFit games mm-hmm. because every season you kind of hit a reset point, and whatever mm-hmm. was going on in the last season, you have no guarantee that it'll look anything at all like yeah, what, yeah. what the last season was, um, which makes people like. Uh, Katrin or Rich or Matt Fraser or Annie Thor's daughter or Kalipa mm-hmm. that much more impressive or Ben Smith mm-hmm. that for years and years mm-hmm. and years on end they've been able to like yep. not necessarily like crack the code in any meaningful way but they just understand innately what it takes for them to stay at that at that level so I, I mean I think to me that's that's one of the more impressive parts about some of those performances like Ben Smith hit his 10th year qualifying for the games yep. in a row. Yep. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Uh, and then you also have the, like as they changed the scoring systems, like when they introduced the weighted scoring system, they went back and I don't know if it was CrossFit officially did this or just some super fan went back and applied the weighted scoring system to every other CrossFit games and found that if you apply to every other, that some places would change, but that the champions were still the champions every single year mm-hmm. up to this point, which is the important thing. So that's an interesting, yeah. interesting stuff. The the one thing that they did, I remember when they first introduced the, they called it the NASCAR scoring. When mm-hmm. they first introduced the NASCAR scoring and they went, it was a huge change because previously it was based on placement. It was mm-hmm. like first place gets one point, second place gets two points and yeah. so on and the lowest score wins. They went back to the previous year's regionals mm-hmm. and rescored the regionals and the only thing that changed was there were two athletes who were on the bubble who would have qualified. Oh, yeah. Um, and I think one of them was Jamie Hagia. Mm-hmm. I can't remember who the other one was. Yeah, yeah. But basically, the scoring system, that, that to me is a really interesting um, part of CrossFit because the scoring system has become sort of like this very strange other player mm-hmm. in, in mm-hmm. the games. Like in 2015, it made a, a massive impact uh, with Katrin winning the CrossFit games when mm-hmm. she should have taken second. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's there's just like lessons that are learned through the scoring system that don't uh that don't necessarily show themselves when they when it's on paper mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't think they, i don't think the audience can hear loki it's just slobbering no, up that water they can probably it drives hear your me snap insane, and all that it drives me crazy <laughs> okay Hydration is good, man. Don't yeah, I, I think she just hydrated. gets confused and doesn't know that she's drinking water, yeah. and, and just like blacks out, and suddenly she's drank a half gallon of water. At least Same, Loki. Water. Same. Uh, but uh, that reminds me, I had a thought the other day. I've, I've had this thought before, and probably articulated on this podcast before. Boobs. But that the yes, <laughs> yes, all day or day. Uh, the um, uh, the uh, modif- uh, the thing about the scoring system as it currently exists, with being heavily weighted towards getting a first place or getting a home run there, is good because it makes that first place race a little more exciting. But the problem is it does not adequately punish last place or getting near the bottom. And I think 
one fun thing that would kill two birds with one stone here is where, sure, 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 there's more points for first place and why not $3,000 for first place and all that. But the penalty for last place should, in any event, should simply be your Termination. Oh, God. That, yeah. as, that is a fucking great idea. Would, Can you imagine yeah. how how brutal the well, last place so races would be? Because that way that even the, fi- the bottom, those bottom heats are highly competitive. Exactly. Because like, well, I, I have to, it's like someone has to finish behind me. Is that you can you have, know? because you occasionally have people like acknowledge, yeah, this isn't my event. I'm just do the minimum whatever work. Mm-hmm. I'm fine with last place here. But nope, no more. You could have, indeed, the, the race for first would be super exciting. And the race to not get bottom would also be super mm-hmm. exciting. Yeah. That's, That's a great idea. Mm-hmm. I love that idea. Yeah. Executed on the spot. Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, exactly. Well, the the interesting thing Banned is... Banned from like Dave Castro <laughs> just Dave Castro just comes out and rips your number off of your shirt. <laughs> and then you have to go walk through the tunnel. God, All the games athletes, shame. Shame. That'd be so metal. Shame. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, well, the, the fascinating thing is not only are they did they design the point system to reward... Uh, first place and second place finishes they actually designed it specifically to not punish last place finishes mm, and yeah, it's only yeah. it's only recently that they realized like l- recently as in the past two crossfit games mm-hmm. that they've realized that they cannot make that the norm they have uh-huh. to they have to have minimum work requirements and punish people yep. for not meeting those work requirements yep. because like i said in 2015 at the pegboard event Katrin was like, yeah, I know I can't do that, so I'm just going to sit this one out. Yep. Now, remind me, how is it that she would have scored uh, second place? So the, the reason, the, so what happened was the the last two events at the 2015 CrossFit Games were, one was a pegboard event that was like coupled with, I want to say like a salt bike or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other, the following event was like the rowing handstand push-up and like heavy deadlift, mm-hmm. kettlebell mm-hmm. deadlift workout. Mm-hmm. Yeah, where we... Where Sorry. we saw Matt Fraser's, Matt Fraser try and like, oh God. try and finally beat Ben Smith and the thing that replays in his head yeah. <laughs> every night. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, what what we saw on the women's side of the competition was only only eleven women got a single rep on the pegboard. Right, mm-hmm. and so with a minimum work requirement, with so anyone who didn't, just, right? Yeah, there yeah. was there was no minimum work requirement there. So and with a field that was reduced in size at that the, point, it was still it was still, it was still forty women. Field? Yeah, okay. it was still it was still the full field. But what happened was because only eleven women got a single rep, or only twelve women got a single rep. Every other woman who got a zero tied for yeah. not last place where you get zero points, but they tied for 12th or 13th place yeah. where you get like 50 or 60 points. Yeah. So essentially so you they just sit on your hands and get 50 points. You could sit on your hands and get 50 points uh-huh. and, and rest up and get ready to crush the last event. And that's exactly what Katrin mm-hmm. did. She didn't even attempt mm-hmm. the pegboards because she'd watched the previous heats and mm-hmm. she was like, it doesn't fucking matter. No yeah. one in any of the pre- three previous like heats I'm tied with it. like all those women out there who right. just didn't make it to the top. Like, oh, so. you're giving me a free top 15 mm-hmm. placement. I'll take those points any yeah. day of the week and, and be rested yeah. for, for the final event. And that's any exactly pers- what she any did. Person who, uh, any person who doesn't doesn't get that uh, that rep in on the pegboard just cuts off one of the placements on the bottom. Correct. Like the, the, the zero points, the five points just goes up until you get to 50. And I so. think they I think they realize that and in the the recently they've changed the scoring where if a bunch of people tie for last place, they, they score them at the lowest place mm. as opposed to the highest place. Mm, right. Damn. So instead of all of them tying for 13th, they should have all tied for 35th. Uh-huh. And that difference would have been. Tia Clartumi in number one, uh-huh. Katrin in number two, and Sarah Sigmund Zotter in number yeah, three. Yeah. 
And Sarah Sigmund's daughter, she just tried way too she hard. She tried way too hard. <laughs> How tried, dare she you try? She tried really hard. You can't. You shouldn't be trying so hard, uh, Sarah. Yeah. That's the biggest problem. That yeah. was her best chance, man. That was her best chance. It was chance. the closest she came, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she was right there. Until yeah. this year when she's going to crush everybody. You think Maybe. so? No, nope. I have no idea. <coughs> I haven't yeah. been following it at all. It's mm. the Tia Claire show. Yeah, Tia Claire to me. Mm. And Annie Thor's place. daughter. Yeah. Tia Claire, Annie Thor's daughter, Coral Webb. Yeah, I think Sarah Saunders. Coral Webb. Coral Webb. I think Shadburn. No. Nope. <laughs> I had another dream. Uh, oh my god, this is really weird. Oh, Bethany Shadburn. I had a dream you might not that tell Bethany us this. Shadburn changed her name back to Branham because it flows better. Yeah, see, that's what I've been telling you. <laughs> <laughs> that's, oh my that's, god, that's, that, that doesn't have to be a dream. That can be this a reality. Is so weird it, now, because now, I don't remember my dreams on a regular basis. <laughs> but you guys are like bringing things up that are just like you know why? Because it's important. It's important <laughs> that her name sounds that way. The old, it's so strange. Why would why would I even? Wow. <laughs> now remind me, is Shadburn her birth name birth or her married name? Yeah. Birth birth name. name. Yeah. So wait, she married a guy named Branham. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd just stick that out for life, man, yeah. just for the name. Like uh Susan Sarandon, like we said before. You know? Yeah, I can't remember I feel also in my in my dream a big thing in there was that her it was like it it was it was this very strange, you know, like in dream world logic makes no sense, right? There's mm-hmm. no logic to mm-hmm. anything, but there's this very strange reason other than it rolling off the tongue well, Bethany Branham. I think another reason she changed her name back to her married name where she's now divorced is mm-hmm. that her when she met her boyfriend, she had that name and he's like confused. It's <laughs> 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 just like such a weird fucking dream dream state. Because he survived a gunshot. He, he does the same thing that all of us do and we're like, Bethany Branham, oh fuck. Uh Shadburn. <laughs> oh man, I don't I don't know, man. That's so that is so weird. That's a yeah. weird It's a weird thing to be dreaming. That's a weird thing to be dreaming. You might about. be and you might be you might be a little bit too into CrossFit. We know them both. We yes. know both Bethany and Joan. They're mm-hmm. both really fucking cool. Yeah. And neither of them are confused about her last name. <laughs> Not at all. They're one hundred percent aware of what it is at all times. <laughs> by the way, Bethany should now go by Beth just because uh. Beth Chadburn rolls off the tongue it's a lot true. better than Bethany Chadburn. It's true. Bethany Branham, you know, flows. Beth Shadburn, it's a little more percussive, but that just sounds better as a name. So she should go by Beth now. That's yeah, my official I'm, request. I'm mm. with it. I've never met a fit Beth other than Bethany. Correct. Mm. Normally they're... Do you know a fit Beth? <laughs> Send out. Let us know on Instagram. Yeah, we're looking take for a picture of take a picture of a fit Beth. We're we looking can't for say the we're looking second, for the oh, second We're looking fittest. for the second fittest Beth on earth. Uh, after Bethany Branham. Yes. So. Well, she's Bethany, so if she wants to, if she wants to play, she better, you know, well, no, th- lose th- that Annie. She. I'm knows. sorry, Beth Shadburn. I called her. Beth Beth. <laughs> uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> but no, I think she would uh, if she just does a simple flip of the name there. She is pretty well assured she would be the fittest Beth, not only just on planet Earth now, but maybe ever. <laughs> Listen, hashtag Fit Beth. Listen, we're looking for a Fit Beth, so I want you to take a picture. If you had a CrossFit or, or had a CrossFit box with a Fit Beth, take a picture of Fit Beth. <laughs> this is ha- awkward. Ta- ta- <laughs> don't uh, explain her. to her why. Hashtag Fit Beth, and then she uh, don't have to tag Bethany Branham in it. You can tag us though, but tag, <laughs> we want to see pictures of the fittest Beths in the world. Do you know a Fit Beth? Let us know. Yeah, and then we're going to bring. <laughs> <laughs> Did we pick that up on the mics? Um, can Beth be a guy or, or a girl? Uh, if you, if you, if there is a man out there whose name is Beth, then that's okay too. Oh, but they have to yeah. go by Beth. 
So do you know a man named Beth who is fit? I can find one. Oh, there you go. So we're looking. I at got nothing but Beth. time. We're going to, and then we're going to bring them all to Austin, Texas, for the the fittest the fit, Beth games. The fit Beth games. The fit uh, Beth games. Welcome to the 2018 Fit Beth games. Yes. Brought to you by Zevia. Zevia. <laughs> I knew it. <laughs> mm-hmm. oh, by the uh, way, her rap name would be uh, Shatty B. Shatty B. Go. That's yeah, a good one. I think, yeah. so. I think that has to be. That's it. a really good one. Yeah, uh, yeah so um, this is we've we've gone we've gone half an hour and we haven't even talked about the fact that CrossFit is suing Reebok. Guys. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. In case you missed it, CrossFit has filed a lawsuit against Reebok after mediations fell through. And their whole uh, the whole lawsuit is based off of the accusation that Reebok has been underpaying CrossFit the royalties they owe them on selling CrossFit branded gear. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, you know this is something that a lot of CrossFitters are really well aware of. At least at some level, they're aware of the fact that Reebok has sort of this. Uh, this agreement, this ex- exclusive licensing agreement with mm-hmm. CrossFit to use the name for footwear and apparel and mm-hmm. accessories, that sort of thing. And it's it's uh, it's very clearly stated to us, the Reebok CrossFit Games, the Reebok CrossFit Games open and all the athletes are wearing Reebok and, mm-hmm. you know, they're not allowed to wear Nike or other sponsors or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the gist of it is that we have uh, we have. Uh, this agreement between CrossFit and Reebok that started in 2010 and Reebok was like A-OK and paying up uh, in 2011 and 2012. And then starting in 2013, CrossFit's like, hey guys, um, I think you started like jipping us on on what you're supposed to pay us. You by, can't use that anymore. Am I allowed to? Jipping. Jipping not. No. Yeah. Why? So cool. He's very insensitive. Is that insensitive to gypsies? Exactly. Is that where it's from? That's where it's from. Listen. I, let me get, let me. If we have any say, Romney listeners out there, I apologize. The <laughs> official shaven nerd stance on gypsies <laughs> is fuck them. Fuck, fuck <laughs> gypsies. Fuck gypsies. Whoa. <laughs> 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 At yeah. Chase 504 does not agree with any of the statements <laughs> yeah. on shaven nerd. <laughs> Um, it's like that's one of those it's like an inverse of every other racial thing that people in Europe are like like not sensitive to like it's it's the opposite like we don't have gypsies in America so this all seems like silly and antiquated to us I I think it doesn't count as racist in America yeah simply because they're not in proximity there are no gypsies around no one's ever seen it so we can't really have prejudices against gypsies whereas if you're in Britain where there's gypsies all over the place I think they would agree that is racist I think they would agree (laughs) is that not a thing can you not say that no we were just fucking either way Gypsies. So, uh, <laughs> so CrossFit is basically saying Reebok gypped them by uh, using instead uh, of using the retail price on the goods sold, they were using the wholesale price on the goods sold. Mm-hmm. So they were basically saying like, oh, instead of selling these shoes for you know one hundred twenty dollars, we were actually selling these shoes for sixty dollars. Yeah. So we owe you like you know money based off the sixty dollars price. Yep. And they be, did that for years. To be fair. Have you ever paid full price for anything Reebok? That shit's always on sale. Correct. Mm. Like they give it to you for free. Mm-hmm. They're just they they, they well, know. That's what happens when you, when you sell athletes. like four hundred dollars shorts. If you yeah. ever yeah, if you ever bought Nanos at full price. Yeah. What the fuck? Come on, dude. Not all of our listeners get free shit like you. No, yeah. but you can get that. Literally, I get an email a day that's like, save 25% plus 25% whenever yeah. you order one mm-hmm. pair of Nanos. I, I actually <laughs> confess I have bought Nanos full price. Oh, just no. I don't. <laughs> I've, I don't know, I've never, I've never price, I, I, I don't know, I've never too. really on on board with all of the, uh, or on, on the ball with all of the coupon searching. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. So wearing a free, a free pair of Nobles right now. Free I'll tell you what. Nobles. I've, I've bought two pairs of Nanos full price. Uh, 
Actually, mm-hmm. more than two pairs. But in the recent history, I bought two pairs of Nanos. I bought a pair of Nano 5s full price, and I bought a pair of Nano 2s like last year full price. Mm. This is unsponsored athlete lifestyles. I can't Sorry, get behind. Bro. <laughs> Sorry, bro. You're, you're wearing your virus <laughs> shirt that you got for free and your salmon-colored socks yeah, that I you got for free. I wouldn't even mess with Reebok. Shout out Virus and Noble. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. Anyway. <laughs> Listen, so, Noble, we are searching for sponsors for this new podcast. We all love shoes, and we all... Might love your product. We yeah, strike know. movement. Yeah, uh, strike movement. <laughs> is, yeah. Anyway, I uh, see that Noble has a new pair of running shoes. We, need we would to love to review mm-hmm. them here on the podcast. I'm an eleven and a half, Noble. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, and those new canvas trainers, Noble, look pretty dope, and I do love that burgundy color. So, just right throwing it out there, throwing Putting it, it into there. the universe. See what happens, At Mr. Kyle Bogart. I am an influencer on social media. You guys, I mean, yeah, Noble could be the title sponsor of the Fitbeth Games. Yes, exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. the Noble Fitbeth Games. Brought could we to get you by Peter Chris from Kiss to show up and sing the song Beth? Yeah, sure. Yeah, that is an so online competition metal. we should hold. There, it'd be like CrossFit Open, where it's you know just online there, but. The Fitbeth Games, reaching out to all Beths yes. who do CrossFit, and you yes. have the fittest. Beth. Have to have your birth certificate yes. in on display during mm-hmm. your entire video. Yes, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you have to have gone by the the name Beth as opposed to a longer form. Three of Beth witnesses for at least seventy percent of the year from right. different times mm-hmm. of your life. Exactly. You can't just identify as a Beth. Yes, it doesn't exactly. work that way here. Because we, I know, because a lot of Beths could go by uh, Lizzie or Elizabeth or anything. What, not Mick unacceptable. Beth. You have to go by Beth exactly. So Correct. what we need, <laughs> we need here is, uh, and we can create. It probably is not that hard using computers to create a leaderboard. We'll create a Beth Open with workouts that are accessible to most Beths. You'll film yourself. <laughs> you'll submit scores, and we will rank these scores Six and determine the fittest for Beths. Time. Yes. Although, I must say, folks, uh, we should do this. That said, we can probably get a a rough guesstimate to start with by actually going to the CrossFit Games site and looking at all the open scores and searching by the name Beth. No, I wouldn't Um, do that. We still need to hold our own competition. But just that that our competition is the regional level Beth. No, our competition is the games level fittest Beth. So the open, the the Beths already have their open. Yes. Is what what you're telling me. If you know a, a fit Elizabeth... All you have to do is encourage her to start going by Beth, and after she gets her requisite three months of Beth under, which is required, it's in the bylaws, she gets her three months of Beth under her belt, she too can qualify for the Fit Beth Games. And so if you know an Elizabeth, a Bethany, any of those things, encourage them to go Beth, hashtag Fit Beth Games. And the, the best part is we are a completely untested federation, so yes. if your Beth wants to be on steroids, she can be. we encourage you. We encourage her to take, we want to see how much Anavar you can cram into one Beth. We want to <laughs> we want to see not just the fittest Beth, but the freakiest Beth. Yes, that's true. Beth could have a full mustache. We <laughs> don't care. We're the fit open, Beth games. We're open to transgendered athletes. Pro- transgendered Beths come, are fully capable, but you have to have fully transitioned to being a Beth <laughs> by that time. By the time you qualify for the, the games. fit Beth games, brought to you by Anavar and Noble. And Noble, <laughs> I'm sure Noble will be down. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so CrossFit suing Reebok. A lot of people think that this might be the end of the Reebok CrossFit relationship, yeah, yeah. but um, I read the full complaint 
and that was really fucking boring because it's a yeah. hundred pages. Yes. Uh, but Christ. the a big part of it you was actually. You read all hundred pages I or did. skimmed? No, I, I read all hundred pages. Oh Jesus! Uh, I big, haven't read a hundred pages of anything in years. It was a really boring morning. Yes. I'll be honest I, with and you. And I encourage if you guys want, you should check out Armin's video at uh, Armin Hammer TV on YouTube. Armin does a great uh, breakdown of the whole thing. Yes. Uh, so go check that shit out. Yeah, and the the big key, the key takeaway that a lot of people are missing is that there's an amendment in the contract that they they uh they uh kind of threw in there at the end of 2017 which basically says that they want the Reebok CrossFit relationship to change in a very dramatic way so 20 if this if this happens 2018 is the last year that it's the Reebok CrossFit games mm-hmm. and starting in 2019 CrossFit can find any title sponsor that is not a direct competitor to Reebok and by direct competitor they actually have in in the complaint they have a list in the contract between CrossFit and Reebok they have a list of mm-hmm. companies which are direct competitors so Nike is obviously on that list as are a lot of the newer you know Under Armour right Under Armour's on there Noble Adidas right Adidas everybody's on there right so did you're not going to even somewhere. exist when that deal was signed no but oh. they can amend it oh, okay so there's a uh, there's there's almost no chance it'll be the Nike CrossFit games uh-huh. But there's a really good chance it'll be the something else CrossFit Games, yeah, right? Yeah. It could be other companies. Allstate. The who, Allstate CrossFit Games, who, right? My who guess do is we Rogue. know? Already putting yeah. this. Yeah. It's like, what company, what company also made their name in CrossFit, but then exploded to be a significantly yeah. larger space yeah. and now supports everything, every other strength sport in the world? <laughs> yeah. I would say Rouge. Rouge, Rouge. CrossFit Games. <laughs> No, Mulan Rogue. Mm-hmm. Mulan I w- Rogue. <laughs> I do wonder, has Rogue exploded to such a point, and is it a business model, you know, selling physical things for money, more successful business model than CrossFit, such that Rogue is a bigger company than CrossFit, money-wise? I, money-wise? I, I'm not one to say uh, it, it definitively There's whether it's in one direction or the other. One, if one in two things like that we can look up. But, but my do. answer to that is... Yes, Rogue is a larger company than CrossFit. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Mm-hmm. They do a lot. See, you see that Rogue shit everywhere now. Yeah, so. because they're they're moving out of just providing stuff mm-hmm. for CrossFit gyms, right? Yeah. They're, I mean, most at this point, they're they're really focusing on getting into weight rooms and colleges. Mm-hmm. They're focusing on getting into strength conditioning facilities for professional teams. They're mm-hmm. focusing they've on done, getting. Uh, what's that? I was gonna say they've done an awesome job with strongmen. You know, yeah. you don't have yeah. to jerry rig everything that That's you right. use. That's right. They're 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 yep. normalizing the equipment being used in things like weightlifting and things like powerlifting and things like strongman. And they're coming into these sports that have traditionally been dominated by other entities. Like strongman was very much like a homemade situation. <laughs> There's like one yeah. dude who just like I'd hand make everything. <laughs> I think it's around 615 pounds. Probably. Right. I Th- think. I right. think there's like 600 pounds of cement in this. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what it was like. And now, yeah. now Rogue is like, yeah, man, we'll just put our name on it. And I guarantee you it's going to be exactly what you want it to be. Yeah. <laughs> and they're going to go in there and just now just kicking Aliko in the balls over and over again. Yeah. Well, the you you know, but funny you should mention Aliko because Aliko changed ownership and you know I haven't noticed any difference because mm-hmm. I don't lift on Aliko regularly enough to have like lifted a ton on the old ones versus the new clearly ones. Clearly, you don't take weightlifting seriously. Clearly, uh, my understanding is that a lot of the new Aliko barbells, like people have had like customer service issues, they've mm. had quality control issues. Really? Um, 
because of like how they change their situation. You're fucking shill for Rogue. Is that what's happening right now? I'm not a shill for Rogue. But I am. Take <laughs> Use discount code at Chase504 right. to save Rogue exactly again, $0. 4% of zero. <laughs> listen, listen, Rogue, I'm just saying, if you're listening, this is a kind of janky setup we have here. We could use some nicer microphones and we would be happy to, to make Rogue the title sponsor of Shave a Nerd. <laughs> It could be Rogue's Shave and Nerd podcast. So just Correct. saying. Yeah, so at least one of us knows a lot about weightlifting and could really explain the how uh, great your products are. If you're looking for and this is this is hot take, if you're looking for a barbell that's essentially the same quality as an old school Alico barbell, mm. get the Rogue Euro Steel weightlifting bar. Mm. It is it is the bar that Rogue is trying to get used in the Olympics. Oh. It's that bar, which means right now it's underpriced by probably six or seven hundred dollars. Oh, really? And that once it gets that IWF sticker, mm. it's going to be like an eleven hundred dollar barbell. Oh, so, so how much? How much? It's it probably like now? five or six hundred dollars <laughs> right now. Uh. So if you have five or six hundred dollars laying around I and you want to get a barbell that will <laughs> that will last you your entire life uh. and will be one of the best barbells you you could possibly spend your money on. And also, in the next three years, is going to cost double what it costs to buy. Wow. You probably want to buy the Rogue Eurostar. Now, bar. I just want that barbell just because of the value. It's fucking beautiful. Yeah. It's a great bar. And Though you guys have not met Rusty, my barbell. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rusty. Uh, we're gonna, we need to do some video content with Rusty coming yeah. up. I do. I really do want to do yeah. some video content with Rusty. I think Rusty Maybe we lived can... in a humid mm. garage, someone else's garage in uh, in Galveston for uh, like a decade. So it is. He's very brown. Can now. we give Rusty <laughs> a makeover? Filled with tetanus. <laughs> oh, oh yes, a hundred percent. Is is Rusty a makeover candidate? We do like yes. We do queer eye, queer eye for, queer the eye for Rusty. Yeah, that would be great. Uh, is, straight, he has literally it is literally covered in dust and duct tape. I straight swear to eye God. for the bent bar. Yes, exactly. <laughs> is that kind of what we're at. Right I'm here? just saying, like, we need to just do side by side comparison. Get ourselves an Alico bar. Get Rusty out there and just you know he'll see show, which one wins. See if he see biscuits. Uh, that uh, Alico. I don't understand I, the reference. I broke my wrist trying to max my snatch <laughs> on Rusty. Uh, Zero. Rotation. Rusty the Rick br- wrist breaker. Yes, that is right. I wonder I'm what Rusty Rick. Rusty Rick. <laughs> I wonder with the lack of spin, what kind of physical disaster would take place if, say, mm-hmm. whoever's the world record in the snatch right now were to walk up to a bar loaded with 400 pounds, oh, Rusty. And try to snatch it. What would happen when the I, weights didn't <coughs> spin when they hit the top? I guarantee you if Lasha picked up that bar, the bar would break before Lasha did. Uh, I, no, I, I will second that guarantee. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It would just explode in his hands. He'd be like, shit, bar. And walk <laughs> away. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or he would just bend. Like, you know how a baseball players like break bats over their knees? Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're, they're just, still loaded. Yeah, he would just break a loaded Rusty <laughs> over his knee. Um, uh. Yeah, that's that's the that's where we're going, man. I think we're gonna get we're gonna get a different title sponsor at the CrossFit Games. I think it's gonna be something unexpected. Mm-hmm. I, I've gotten a couple of people reaching out to me, and uh, and sort of sneakily, sneakily hinting at other companies that oh. may or may not already be in the process of of trying to make this happen. The you assault have a CrossFit Games. Yeah. Um, Do you have a scoop, Armin? I, a scoop? No, there, I don't have enough whoopity scoops. Concept two. I don't have enough to, to say yay or nay uh-huh. in one direction, but 
I can tell you that none of you have guessed it so far. Oh. Well, so, I can tell you that if you're afraid to say it on the podcast for whatever reason, we can totally talk about it off pod. Yeah. yeah. I mean, listen, I'm That's not... That's the most frustrating thing in the so, world as a podcast listener when someone says, oh, we're yeah. going to talk about it off pod. The, off here, pod. Here's the thing. I don't want to... I don't want to find throw, out if you keep listening. Right. I don't want to throw... I don't want to throw anything out there that is like unconfirmed rumors. Mm-hmm. I just... I But I do want to provide my perspective on things. And my perspective is the number one company that best fits this is Rogue as mm-hmm. opposed to an accessory maker mm. or uh, an equipment maker mm-hmm. or uh, you know another clothing or gear maker yeah. you know the i think there's a lot of gear that's used at the crossfit games that isn't provided directly by rogue but mm. i think rogue is the company that most closely associates with it and even though they don't necessarily need to be the rogue crossfit games mm-hmm. because it's already such a close association i think it's the type of thing that bill henniger would actually be interested in in doing mm-hmm. it, it because it's the type of thing that that brings a lot more yeah. um, a lot more eyes to his company. Yeah. It was the Assault Fitness, <laughs> the Assault Fitness CrossFit Games, and the monitors, and yeah. the leaderboard just the, glitches the out assault sometimes. Assault Fitness CrossFit Games brought to you by Bloop. counting tread <laughs> treadmills <laughs> until we think you've run four hundred meters. Uh. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We can't we can't tell you guys who it is yet. Armin knows, but he doesn't want to pull a, a Dr. Dre and Tyrese and and blow <laughs> it by. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's Beats. That's right. Beats I'm, is the company. I am on the line of making three billion dollars <laughs> on this, so I don't. Apple blow Music. It. I don't want to yeah. CrossFit it. Games. Mm. Uh, yeah. So so that's that's basically what's going on with the CrossFit Games. Other than that, I mean, it's been a pretty quiet off season. I feel like we're constantly I feel like every other day there's something new and crazy happening in this past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. It's been a very wild like uh CrossFit news cycle. Mm-hmm. Uh and none of it has had anything to do with the actual CrossFit Games competition. All mm-hmm. of it has been like just strange shit like CrossFit suing Reebok or Russell Burger getting fired. Yes, I do wonder about that cuz in previous years, maybe it's tapered off in the last couple of years. You're super eager to see whatever the CrossFit media is on, say, you know, Road to the Games or little documentaries on the behind the scenes of these athletes they're preparing. And it's become less interesting now because it's just the same people. We've already seen the Road to the Games with all these athletes multiple years in a row. It's mm. like, oh, yeah, I'm at this place and I'm still training hard and stuff. What, what new can uh, be brought to the CrossFit media world to just shake things up a little bit? See, it's funny you should say that because I feel like the volume of content that CrossFit usually puts out is not there this year. Mm. And maybe that's maybe that's something that I'm I'm not picking up on, maybe it's something that I'm missing and you know people who are listening to this might have a different opinion or might might have seen something that I haven't seen, but I feel like they've only put out 3 Road to the Games this year and the last episode they put out had two people that didn't qualify and didn't qualify in spectacular fashion. Oh, like they weren't that? even fucking close. I think one the last the last episode had Tia Wright in it. And Tia Wright was like super close to qualifying for uh. the past two years, but was like middle of the pack at regionals this year. Yeah. So well, who, or who? I don't remember. It was Tia Wright and somebody else. Hmm. I don't think either of them qualified. Hmm. Um, maybe it was Tia Wright, Dan Bailey. Ooh. Ouch. I don't. Dan, I don't remember honestly. Dan Bailey, who <coughs> has been posting more videos of him recovering from the same injury I had. Yeah, his seems his yeah. recovery might be going a little better than yours Maybe. was. Listen, that's l- 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 apples to apples here. Let's not compare things Injury directly. to injury. I don't <laughs> know. Yeah. I, I, you tell me. But, What's uh, the difference? He was getting after it. He had his leg brace on. Looks like he had could slightly bent his leg. He's, so he's at that stage. Uh, and then doing like one-legged seated squats uh, the other day, just like I was mm-hmm. when I was in my recovery process. Did you see the, the second half of that video? 
No. You didn't watch the second half of the video. I okay, so starting to squat. What? Right. You watched him with the safety bar, uh-huh. and he had his leg brace on. He uh-huh. had the one leg out straight yep. and squatting to like a bench or something. Uh-huh. So that was, he was saying, this was what I was doing like two weeks, three weeks post-op. Uh-huh. And then the second half of that video was him, no leg brace on, this past week, wearing, same thing, safety bar squat to like a box. Oh, with both legs bending. With both legs bending. Okay, cool. Yeah, and yeah, it, yeah. You know, it makes sense. I mean, yeah, yeah. What he, he, tore his, he tore his knee apart in uh, 18.2A. Yeah. So that was uh, the first B. week of March. Yeah, I can't remember how many months. It was months. a clean. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it was A. A between boot. Yeah, I think yeah. it was called A. Yeah. yeah, I can't remember how many months it took for my quad to come back online, but uh, but yeah, it's like it's it's amazing how much you can you can air squat with the quad still completely paralyzed. Yeah, he's like all the accessory, all the other muscles, the the, the butt and everything, with the hams all working. It, it works. He's know, already fifteen. He's like 15, 16 weeks in yeah. almost on his okay, recovery. So he's, yeah, so he's, he's he's well into he's well into being yeah, able yeah, to yeah. get some flexion and some muscle yeah, muscle. Yeah. Uh, so he'll be activation. catching up with me pretty soon. Yeah, but, I mean, yeah. you know, you probably still <laughs> squat more than him. So now. Yeah. the time to, uh, to, uh, to challenge, challenge him, him. <laughs> yeah get him in that air squat i also saw sim- same thing um calem vogner volner well, i don't know what his last name is but he's like a big online bodybuilder guy he was the uh, the face of like the pumping iron two or whatever right. uh, that they just made uh he's playing arnold in an upcoming some small movie you know because he's just a handsome bodybuilder guy um also uh uh, ruptured his quadriceps so he's now on no. his uh, he has the same scar down the middle of his knee like showing like he has like taking these pictures where one leg is just rippling and jacked and everything and the other leg is just like a hot dog just yeah just just like because there's just all paralyzed and him picking the legs up at like one leg up with the other leg because obviously he posts like has millions of instagram followers who's posting a lot about it but it's like just quad the quads are just popping all over the place guys. What popping them quads yeah. what's going on what's going on with quad Tendon, I tendon ruptures. I don't know. I it might be, and this is a get. This is a guess, but it might be. I think it, it might be accurate. I think it is the fact that people are doing more uh, plyometric style, like box jumps and that sort of thing. I think uh, that's how I fucked with my. Like, if I had lift, if I had just squatted and done traditional style weightlifting, I don't think I would have broken my quad, even though I broke it on a squat. I think that the patella was cracked from doing years and years of rebounding box jumps of dropping from a pull-up bar, you know, really high. Cause I would periodically, and I didn't think too much about it, f- drop off of a pull-up bar, like really high up or do a box jump and feel a tiny, tiny little sting in my knee, but would go away instantly. And I'm just like, okay, well knee feels fine now. And then just move on. And I'm wondering if, you know the 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 emphasis on functional fitness, and obviously this would be the case with Dan Bailey. I don't know about other anyone else, but I think that it's like doing all of this this like hard plyometric jumping and all of this stuff and rebounding and that kind of stuff is might be popping those quads. So be careful, guys. Don't be bouncing around. If you feel a little pain in your knee, take some time off. Don't do that as hmm. much. I also wonder about this as a potential hypothesis. I have uh, screwed up my knee lately. And this is the second time over the many years I've screwed up my knee, not requiring surgery or anything, but just causing a lot of pain. And the unifying element I was able to uh, divine from both of these knee screw-ups is uh, for the first time in a long time, and I only did this for a brief period of time before, I've been doing the uh, CrossFit warm-up before every workout. Now, the first time I injured my knee, I was religiously doing the CrossFit warm-up, i.e. the back extensions, GHD sit-ups, overhead squats, 
all that. Was doing it for a couple months. Then I felt a slight knee pain, just kind of growing, and then had a uh, acute knee injury in the same spot when I was doing front squats, mm. where I had the ache going. Haven't done the CrossFit warm up in many years. Then just this past month, kind of religiously going in three days a week for this past month, I was trying to get back into CrossFit type movements. Been doing the CrossFit warm up. Haven't done that in years. Uh, doing it, you know, three days a week every day. GHD sit ups, back extensions, all that feeling the same kind of knee pain in the other knee and then uh, just kind of growing and growing and then doing power cleans the other day, heavy power cleans, catching the power clean, fucked up a knee, the other knee this time. So I'm wondering if there's something about that combination of movements. Which are just there, are there box jumps in the CrossFit one? No box jumps, no. So not plyometric, but just getting the muscles yanked in particular ways on a regular basis. The CrossFit warm-up scientifically designed by Glassman to fuck up your knees. Yes. That's be. why I don't it do it. Be. I yeah. do no warm-up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. You just go hard. I should go right back away. to that. Mm-hmm. I think bounding box jumps is probably the best thing that we ever left behind when it came to CrossFit. Mm. Yeah. Like, we kind of left bounding box jumps in the dust They're after, fun. like, 2013. We were like, you know what? I think we all just realized... This was a terrible decision. Like watching, what? watching a uh, what's her uh, Julie Fouché's uh, uh, Achilles, Achilles tendon explode. explode. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's start start learning some stuff. Yeah, it's an interesting thing. We used to do them all the time, and like training for wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like the idea was like to go faster, mm-hmm. and I was like, um, I don't know if this is smart. My yeah. Achilles and ankles hurt really, really bad. Yeah, but we had to do them. Yeah, no, and that's the thing. We did them all. Like I for. I did them for eight years. I would just, you know, low bo- bounding box jumps, high bounding box jumps. It's fun to jump up, jump off the top, or like it used to be the advice, don't rest on the ground, rest on the top of the box, you yeah. know? So you, you rest on top of the box, take a breath, and then you just drop and then bounce back up and just mm-hmm. use use the springiness of your tendons to rebound you off the ground. That's what they're there for. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And the thing is, that was, um, by that, that is, that I'm not even being sarcastic. That is the advice that CrossFit.com would give you. That's the Correct. advice that they gave you. I coached people to do gyms. that for a long time. What, yes. was, what yeah. was the open workout? There was the deadlift box jump one where you literally had to load yeah, it entire was, posterior. It was uh, it was the deadlifts not only increased in weight, but they increased in reps, reps. as mm. it as it continued. And, and, then and the box, box jumps stayed the same. Box yeah, jumps yeah. stayed the same. Oh. Fortunately, I was always too heavy and never athletic enough to do true bounding box jumps mm. off the Achilles. There, yeah, I would always their have entire to land full foot. Yeah. Their entire workouts designed completely around being able to do bounding box jumps. Yeah. Spike on bad. Yeah. If you can't do bounding mm. box jumps and spike on bad, score. you're gonna have a bad score. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing is that I in, I just you know I heard you know, so I've, I even heard criticisms early on. I'm like, no, it's totally fine. I do them all the time. They they're bounce. They're good. They get your blood pumping. And the thing is, it's great so long as you are a person who. I think that honestly, for there's, there's probably a lot of people out there for whom they are fine. People who are built with stronger, just genetically have stronger cartilage, stronger ligaments. It was like after I had my uh, quadricep issue. Um, like my surgeon was like, he's like, some people just have weaker tendons and weaker tendon connections and weaker cartilage than other people do. It's and like if you do, you can just break the top of your patella right off and it can end up halfway up your leg like it did with me. It's like smoking and lung cancer. That's, that's what we've learned yeah. here. Most people who smoke won't ever get lung cancer. But if you get lung cancer, it's, it's due to smoking. It's because you smoke. <laughs> exactly. Wow. Yeah. Uh, that's... 
That's some philosophical shit right there. Yeah, that's the right. knowledge bomb we just got like dropped on us. You guys are gonna have to unpack that yourselves, guys. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's let's just call it right there. I feel like we we covered a lot of good topics, including so, finishing off with lung cancer. Yes. Ooh, but so ju- just to wrap up, everyone, hashtag FitBeth. Send Correct. us pictures of your fittest Beths. Mm-hmm. We need to know. Also, do we want to plug a future? movie night i.e. tell people mm. ahead of time to watch a movie and then do a podcast where we uh, well that's gonna be tough this week because i'm leaving town mm. so yeah i'm uh, also out of town yeah so, so we're, we're, it's not gonna happen before next pod but um but we'll figure something out we promise that we will have we'll have homework for everyone who wants to participate mm-hmm. in and watching we? a movie and we'll do a, an entire commentary <laughs> commentary cast along with it and we need names for yes. san yeah, so yeah. keep oh, yeah. us. We can't, we we can't, can't keep letting CrossFit Adelphos. Adelphos win every yes. week. Well, they Especially since we can't pronounce week. it. They keep knocking it out of the park there. Yes. Yes. Who's going to step up to the bat? Yes. Yes, right. It yeah. could be you. Mm-hmm. It could be you. And remember, you're listening to this, and you might be listening to it on the old scale as needed Shame. iTunes TV, Oh, yes. But you should be listening to it on Arm & Hammer TV. And go and subscribe to Arm & Hammer TV on iTunes, on uh, Stitcher on yes. Google Play everywhere. That is where you will find this podcast. This is the third to last time that Only we are going two to be more. updating. Two more after this. That's right. So you, this is it. I mean, don't be a doofus and get left behind on the old feed and wonder whatever happened to those those hilarious scales needed guys. <laughs> you should know what's going to happen is we're going to continue making this fucking podcast and you're going to keep listening to it on Arm and Hammer TV. If you or someone you know reaches out to Armin after we stop posting to that feed and is like, where's the new episode? Uh, after we stop on the original feed, we're going to shame you on this podcast. Shame. shame. And you won't shame. know about it because you yes, still you you subscribe. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. Uh, all right. Let's get a, let's get all of our social media plugs in, guys. Um, I'm it. at Mr. Kyle Bogart on the most sensual Instagram account on the internet. I'm at Cliff Bogart on an Instagram account which I'm updating more frequently. So follow people. Same, same. I mean, I'm at Chase504, <laughs> not Cliff Bogart. But if you want to follow Cliff, you might see me too. There you go. And uh, you can find Daniel at a Supersonic Man, and you can find me at Arm and Hammer TV. Uh, as well as on Twitter and YouTube and all that good stuff. So thank you so much, everybody, for listening along, and we will catch you next week. Later. Later.